0: Hi there. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm
1: Coach Margaret.
2: And I'm Coach Victoria.
0: And today we're going to be talking about healing the avoidant attachment style. So, so many of you come to our channel after a breakup and you hear us talking about attachment styles. And most of you are probably like, what the heck is that? You've never heard of an attachment style. And why would you? Because... Margaret, even most
1: clinicians don't really know what it is No, they really don't. And in the big scheme of things, attachment theory is fairly new. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so it's important to understand that how you attach is related to how you are in your romantic relationships. And so in this video, we're going to explore how you can heal your attachment issues, which will ultimately help you to become more confident and more secure and more understanding of yourself and your ex and their needs.
1: And more emotionally available. Mm -hmm.
0: So we're going to talk about that today and discuss some ways that you can use to help heal your attachment style.
2: Right, so the first thing is that if you've been watching the videos and you suspect that you have an avoidant attachment style you might start to feel guilty or realize the way that you've neglected others and really beat yourself up. So I wanted to say that outright just to make you aware Um, and you may also wonder am I always going to be like this? Is this something that can be changed and you know is this a permanent fault that I have? It's not and it's something that can be worked on. Um, So we're going to talk about some of those ways that you can actively work on it.
0: So the first thing that we recommend that you do is really self-reflect
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that means look at your childhood so many of you will look at your childhood and think things were great and wonderful and then margaret will ask a question like how many times did the police come to your house <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <clears throat> and the answer is pretty often right, right. so you want to look at your childhood and how your parents uh, comforted you when you were upset or didn't comfort you, right? right. Uh, Maybe they left you in the crib. Maybe they dismissed your feelings. And how did your parents handle things when you cried or were you upset or you were sick? Right. And so those are all important because the more they were attuned to you and the more they met your needs, generally the more you become able to Soothe your emotions and handle stress and things like that.
1: And attach when you get to an age to do that.
0: So you want to become aware of your childhood and take a really good look at it. And that can give you some insight into understanding why you struggle with commitment or intimacy or trusting people.
1: And so often people will say, well, my growing up was pretty good. Um... And I will say, well, tell me a little more, you know, who were your closest to in the family and so forth and so on. Uh, recently, we had a case where something just didn't feel right to me that this guy had grown up in a normal way. And the only thing I could think of to ask him was, well, did your parents like each other? And then the whole mm-hmm. story came out yeah. of horrible fighting and years of, you know, just terrible stuff.
2: Right, and it can be hard because when you're raised in it, you just think it's normal. Yes,
1: you do. And you never question it.
2: Right. So the other thing that you can also reflect on is your past relationships and how you behaved in those relationships. Were you comfortable with sharing your feelings? Were you able to have those emotional talks with your partner? Also, listen to your partner's complaints. Very often, people who date people with avoidant attachment styles will have complaints of, you know, you, I don't feel cared enough, I don't feel loved by you, you know, we don't spend enough time together, uh, all of these different things. So think back to see what your partner had said. Also, this reflecting also can help you pinpoint the triggers to what triggers your avoidance. Maybe you notice, okay, after we went on vacation that one time, then suddenly we were super distant, or suddenly I backed away, or um, after a loss suddenly I, you know, didn't invest as much into the relationship. So really looking back at those different events, I uh, can show you some of those times where your avoidance might be triggered.
0: Yeah, it's really helpful to see the patterns that you might have and become aware of those things. Because there's a good chance that you've probably been doing these unconscious right. patterns, exactly. your whole life. And probably repeating a lot of things that your own parents have. Right. Um, Obviously, one of the major things that can help you work through this and heal your attachment issues is therapy. Okay? Margaret, can maybe you talk a little bit about talk therapy and the importance of talking about it to healing?
1: Yes, indeed. Um, And sometimes people will come in and say, well, what good is it going to do to talk about it? Well... Um, lots of times we have feelings that we've never put words to. And there is little we can do to process those things. So putting words to things is extremely helpful. I used to work with somebody who said, reduced to its lowest terms, therapy is wonderful because you're thinking out loud and you're putting your thoughts together and you're being able to stand back and look at them. So talk therapy really does help. And the other thing we have to know is that our brain can't, really process things that we don't put words to so the more we put words to how we feel and other abstract things the better our brain can do to think about them okay so talk therapy works i've been doing it for almost 40 years and if i didn't think it worked i would have quit before this it, <laughs> honest to god works yeah
2: and the other thing that you talk about a lot also is the emotional vocabulary I think you recently made a video, I think it's called Difficulty Talking About Feelings, Uh which you all should check out. Um, But in this video you talk about how there's so many different words, colorful words, to describe your emotions. And actually there's research that shows the better that you can identify your emotions and put words to them, then the lower your distress will be. So this stuff actually works. um, And the more you can increase your emotional vocabulary, the better you'll get at identifying your emotions. There's also a thing, I don't know if you all have seen it, it's a wheel, Mm -hmm. and it's an emotions wheel. So on the inner circle, I think it has the broadest term of the emotion, so the five basic emotions. That's a
1: brilliant thing. Yeah,
2: and then as you expand on the wheel, it gets more specific. Um, So that's definitely something that you can look up and just look over even check in with yourself frequently okay which out of these feelings on this wheel am i feeling right now um so these are things that you can regularly do to check in with yourself
1: can i tell a brief story sure when i worked in the prison system i worked with guys who had not a whole lot of vocabulary for feelings as you can imagine and there was one particular word that they used in every sentence. As Does uh, it start
0: with the letter F? It
1: does. <laughs> and it could be a verb or an adjective or, you know, whatever else you needed. Mm-hmm. And so I would kind of joke with them, you need to learn some more words. So I made a poster of a whole bunch of words like pretty, blue, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And I posted it on the wall. And I thought it was absolutely Hilarious, mm-hmm. and they would come into my office and say, "I hope you're having a pretty blue day." <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, another thing that you could do is practice with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to be vulnerable in your romantic relationships because a lot of our needs right. come from mm-hmm. being with our partner. Friends are
1: a little bit safer. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Because I don't know. There's there's something about a romantic relationship where it can be more difficult to open up, right, and be vulnerable.
1: How well do your friends know you? Do they know your life story? If I asked whoever you consider a close friend, if he knew your life story, would he?
0: Hmm. So you could try uh, sharing some things about your life with your friends, maybe things that you uh, aren't used to talking about or maybe embarrassed about or Mm -hmm. ashamed of you know, a little bit at a time, you know, and you don't want to put too much burden on them, but, you know, opening up and practicing can be a good way to heal and to work through some of those issues. You could even start by something simple, by like just telling them what they mean to you, right? Because if they're a friend, they're not going to get put off by that. And, uh, you know, if you really have a hard time expressing it, you could even write it down in a card and You know, or on their birthday card or a birthday gift or something Mm -hmm. simple like that. But, you know, the more you can find people in your life that you can trust, even if it's just a little bit at a time, the more you're going to kind of undo that fear that comes with opening up and being
1: vulnerable with somebody. It's not easy. And if you grew up in a family where there wasn't a lot of trust, it's a lot of work, but it can be done.
2: Right and I also want to reiterate therapy too for many of you even opening up to a friend might be a lot Um, so therapy is a place that is safe that you are able to do that and Therapists are ethically bound by confidentiality Mm -hmm. So there's no way that anything that in theory (laughs) that you say should get out Um, in fact one of my clients was saying i was telling him his strength of wow you've been able to be so vulnerable with me and he said yeah but this is it's only because you're my therapist and it's only because you know i know that you won't say anything mm-hmm. but that's a start
1: it absolutely it's a start good it for really him is,
2: yeah uh, the other thing that i wanted to mention here is also setting reminders so use technology to your advantage. A lot of people with avoidant attachment styles really struggle with remembering dates, significant dates like birthdays or special holidays or anniversaries. So for me, even personally, I use this tip. I, I was said,
0: gonna say, I was gonna rat you <laughs> out. She's constantly, hey Siri, remind me to XYZ tonight at three o'clock. It's
2: true. And sometimes it's remind me to text so-and-so. You what know? a great
0: idea. I've seen her do it. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. <laughs>
2: because once that person is in your mind, you might think, oh, I'll message them later. Oh, I'll remember. Uh, because even avoidant people do think about other people, they just are less uh, tending to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. So I really find that those reminders help. Um, the other thing you can do is also check in with yourself and set reminders to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great app called Wobot. It's W-O- Bot. Yeah, like robot, but whoa. <laughs>
1: W O E Like, what was me? <laughs> like a, like a woebot? Yeah. Woebot.
2: Yeah. But it's a great app. Um, it's definitely more CBT, but it's something accessible to you that you can have right on your phone that helps you check in with yourself and your emotions. And if you have the notifications set on, then it'll send you reminders of, hey, how are you feeling today? Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. yeah. So use that to your advantage. These are things that you can use on the daily just to strengthen those that emotional muscle. That's
1: a great idea. And you can get it on the computer. Yeah. I have suggested to people that, you know, the metaphor that I was taught was take your emotional temperature and it had a little picture of an old fashioned (laughs) thermometer on it. And people have looked at me like I arrived from Mars or somewhere even farther away than that. (laughs) So anyway, the fact that this is on the computer and Mm -hmm. you can get it normalizes it. And it's a wonderful idea. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of things you can do. Obviously, we have hundreds of videos that talk about attachment styles the creative healing course is all about working through Mm -hmm. and healing attachment issues Um, the workbooks I mean there's just lots of stuff for you guys to use to grow and to uh, work through your own issues because it's going to feel uncomfortable at first Mm -hmm. it's going to feel awkward uh, opening up is something you may n- not have done in a very, very long time, even since you were a small kid, because maybe you were punished. Maybe you were saying, you know, your parents said, don't think about that. We don't worry yeah, that's about right. that.
1: Yeah, we don't worry about things like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, being vulnerable for the first time in a long time or, you know, trying to put yourself out there and get close to new people is going to be scary. So just realize it's not going to be easy. It does take time.
2: Yeah, it definitely is a challenge at first just to get yourself used to that uncomfortable feeling of being vulnerable because it does feel, it makes you feel weak at first. But once you take the idea that vulnerability is actually a strength, then that can shift your perspective on that. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about the course, also, is that we have affirmations. And we wrote out specific affirmations for avoidant attachment styles.
0: I think there's three. Yeah. Aud- three audio affirmations for avoidant, right? Yeah. There's ten audio affirmations all together in the course. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> so those will definitely help you also. Also, I wanted to mention that, although we are wounded by relationships, we also heal in relationships. So that's not just romantic relationships, but also just close relationships in general. And although much of your understanding and processing can come from your self-reflection, as we've mentioned in this video, you're really gonna see your attachment style being healed through relationships. So the evidence of your progress will be seen in the way that you are vulnerable with others, in the way you're able to connect with others, and the benefits from Mm -hmm. working on your attachment style are going to be great. The ability to see somebody else and to have somebody else see you as who you are, I think those are great motivations. To uh, really invest on, you know, working on your attachment issues.
0: Absolutely, you'll find that your relationships are much ha- happier, healthier, and more fulfilling when you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take some time to get comfortable doing it. It's gonna feel awkward or maybe scary at first, or you may have, a, you know, different emotions that you go through. But in the long run, it's gonna pay off for your relationships, be it with your ex or other people that you date. So hopefully you found this video helpful. We have hundreds of videos on attachment issues. I have a whole playlist called Understanding Attachment Styles. Of course, if you want to get our help personally, you can go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Coach Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Yes,
1: feel free to sign up if you think I can be helpful.
0: And Coach Victoria will continue to train with us. I'll be here. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret.
2: And I'm Coach Victoria.
0: And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing Course, Click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.